Hi. Welcome back. I feel lit up by that. I know that was so good. Sometimes I feel a little drained after pod episodes because I have a ring light staring at me and I'm just staring at a laptop for an hour. But honestly, I'm like ready to take on the day. For talking about expansiveness. Like, I, yeah, I really feel ready. I feel like my aura has been fluffed. Tell them who's on. Tell them who's on the pod today. So y'all know if you're, if you've been around, but it is my dear, brilliant, beautiful, amazing best friend, Sammy Abrahart, who is the founder and the CEO of the Mayfair Group, which we love. She also is my coven sister. She's also been on the podcast before. So if you have not heard her episode before, please go listen. But y'all, I mean, we've been talking about expansive friendships for a while mm-hmm. on here, and y'all have been asking for us to do a deep dive, and I knew there was no better person to do it than one of our number one expanders and besties. So we had Sammy back, and I asked her to do it in Sedona, and now she's here, and we're bringing all of this magical expansive witch energy to you. And she's just such a light. She, in addition to her role at Mayfair, is just taking on so many other cool, amazing creative projects right now. Like she's one of our favorite Instagram followers. If you need expansive follows on Instagram, like my God, does that girl authentically share everything on her heart in real time in a way that's unprecedented. We're working on some like amazing stuff together coming out soon. And even... The day after this goes live, so on October 10th for World Mental Health Day, there's going to be a big announcement of something fun happening at Mayfair that we're working on together. So make sure you go follow her and Mayfair to stay up to date on that because it's going to be something that y'all can participate in. Oh, it's going to be so good. I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. It's going to be so good. So today we thought, what a better way than just to ask you guys to ask us any questions you had surrounding expansive friendships. And we just kind of went through them in like a little round table talk, which was really fun and exciting to do. We talked about everything from how to make friends in a new big city when you're moving there solo to literally what expansive friendships mean for each one of us, because I know that definition can vary like everything Mm -hmm. else. We talked about how to show up in friendships in a way that makes sure that your energy is being restored and protected because it is your most important currency, as well Mm -hmm. as how to set certain boundaries in friendships, what to do if you feel like you maybe are growing out of certain friendships, just anything and everything expansive friendship vibes. And it was great. Yep, It was great. I feel like I, I feel so... Uh, what's the word? Rejuvenated. Like, yes, thank you. All of the above. My personal thesaurus. Yes. And y'all asked so many amazing questions. Gabby and I will absolutely continue to include Mm -hmm. ones that we didn't necessarily get to in upcoming Q and A's. So this will be an ongoing conversation. We just wanted to dedicate an entire episode to it with one of our most expansive besties. So please enjoy our episode with the amazing Sam Aberhart. Sammy! I'm Meadowlark. And I'm Gabriela. And this is Thoughts May Vary. The podcast that sits at the intersection of mental health, nuance, and community. And we're grateful you're here. And that's me. That's just a little bit about us. Yeah. And Is that gimmicky <laughs> enough for the people? Simi, I can't believe you're back. I'm so excited. I know. I'm, so, I'm so excited to be here. This is like my favorite podcast ever to do and I be on you. and my favorite people. So I can't wait. I'm so happy. Thank you so much. Wait, we didn't even... I know we're doing a Q&A today, and we'll get mm-hmm. into that and tell the people, but Sammy, do you want to do a quick unpacking, yeah, please? I feel like I am unpacking something I've been unpacking. I, it's like top of mind just based on the full moon last night, but mm. the fear around being one-dimensional in terms of like creative pursuits, like I feel like I am venturing into a lot of areas in my life that are like super uncomfortable, new creative ventures. And I'm having to really double down on self-belief that I'm capable of venturing into new spaces. And a lot of that, I think it's just because, you know, we become so comfortable in the things that we're good at, which for me is like my role at Mayfair. And so the idea of being outside of that role and pursuing new creative pursuits, I have a lot of like fear-based narrative around if I'm capable of doing it, you know? So Mm -hmm. I was releasing a lot of that last night and just like, um, you know, welcoming in the idea that I can step into as many spaces as I want. I am such a talented, multidimensional creative. Yeah, she is. capable. So yeah, I felt like that was a lot of my releasing last night was around that. So Mm. 
Oh, I love that you did that with the full moon. Yeah. I know that so many listeners are going to really, I mean, I relate to everything you just said so heavy, but I know we get a lot of questions about that scenario. So I just know that that's going to resonate with a lot of people. And to hear that coming from somebody like you, who like from the outside perspective, you could look at and be like, but she's so successful and she has this amazing business. Mm -hmm. And like, why wouldn't she have Mm -hmm. the authority to go and do other creative pursuits? So to know that at the end of the day, like we're all human with human emotions. I want to do less. <laughs> I literally yeah. want to do less. Yeah. I'm also welcoming in doing less, like mm. being more in my creative energy and not like living. I feel like we, you know, we live in such a hyper masculine culture mm-hmm. in terms of career. And so I think that I really want to get back to being in my feminine creative energy. And it's so funny. Everybody's like, when I talk to people, they're like, oh, I'm doing this, doing this, doing this. And then they're like, so what's going on with you? I'm like, I'm trying to do less. Yeah. Like, I want to <laughs> I'm do trying to way- do nothing. <laughs> I'm trying to do way fucking less, you know? Yeah. So that's always my answer, which people think is really funny, but that's honestly where I'm at is I just want to be living in my creative energy all the time. I also think by the way that like, I mean, even we're seeing the narrative online a lot more of just like soft girl and like moving more slowly. Mm-hmm. I think we're finally like the pendulum is swinging in that direction. I mean, and I love that it's swinging in that direction, not necessarily through the lens of like, cause there is half the narrative is like, girl boss too close to the sun and now I just need a rich man and like that's what I'm gonna do mm-hmm. and listen if that floats your boat like go off sister but then I also mm-hmm. love that the rest of the narrative is like no I just I can do all of these things and I want to do all these things to a certain extent but I also want to live a slower and softer life and like that's okay mm-hmm. and here's my hypothesis because as we all know in the culture <laughs> of the United States of America um, our reigning family, the Kardashians, lead everything that uh, happens uh, in culture. And yesterday, I watched the season mm-hmm. premiere of their new show. And what was Chris oh, and I Kim's you resolution for this year? To do less. Doing less. To do less. Mm-hmm. So if Kim and Chris say it, watch fucking culture. Be like, oh, I guess We're we all can. On board. <laughs> all hail the queen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I do think, I think too, specifically in American culture, like there is this hyper focus on productivity and getting ahead. And it's like very ingrained in the way that we work and operate. I mean, even just being from Europe, like I feel like the work-life balance has always been different mm-hmm. and it's just something, you know, when you're in it, you get consumed by it. And I think we're all becoming, there's just a shift in consciousness of becoming aware of the things that are really serving us. And I think we are, yeah, I mean, somebody that's from, like I said, being from London, I've always like, when I step outside of being here, I'm always like, whoa, like the way that we live here is actually crazy. Mm -hmm. Like we're working crazy hours. We're never taking breaks. Like this whole work from home thing has just made us work even more, you know? And for what, like, I feel like it's, I don't know, there's just this obsession with like getting ahead and constantly Mm -hmm. productivity, productivity in American culture. And I feel like that is a lot of the world, but I definitely feel like it's hyper, hyper here. Like it's something that when you step outside of here, you're like, whoa, like this is actually crazy how we're living and stuff. So I think the shift in consciousness is like, everybody's becoming aware of like, what is the dynamics that work plays in my life? And Mm -hmm. how do I want to incorporate work into my life? And does the things that I'm doing still serve me? Like, I feel like there's post COVID this really big shift in, in the word work in general and how that that integrates into your life. So for me, it's like, yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that. And just, again, I feel like just embracing the soft feminine creative energy, Mm -hmm. the, the reason that I created my business in the first place. And now like the business has become this like machine. And so I'm like, how do I get back to the things that originally lit me up and inspired me and the things that like were the reason I planted those seeds in the beginning. So, but I feel it with everyone, like Mm. every single one of my friends, every single colleague, like everyone is having this question around career and work right now. Like it feels like a collective questioning. I feel that a hundred percent. I think like there's a big part of just living in America that I was thinking about while you were talking of like people came to this country for the American dream. And like, you'll hear people from other countries Mm -hmm. be like, everyone in America gets like complains about like working too much or Mm -hmm. like whatever and this and that. But like at the end of the day, you guys are living in a culture and living in a society where like, it's one of the, like the only countries that like anyone could show up and decide to be a fucking entrepreneur and like do it. Mm -hmm. And so it is, it is, there is a lot of opportunity in that way. And I feel like it's kind of ingrained in our DNA and like in our processing to 10x all of that because like we're given the yeah. opportunity. And like 
someone yeah. else didn't have it and now you have it. So you have to, and I know that for me coming from like an, just with immigrant parents, my mom even said it to me the mm-hmm. other day. She's like, yeah, I don't doubt you because like, you know, you were raised with an immigrant mentality of like, you're going to work mm-hmm. until mm-hmm. it happens and you're going to figure it out until it happens. Yeah. And while that's an incredible thing at one side of it, it's like this, this other piece of it is like this ingrained guilt of like, you're mm-hmm. given the opportunity. Someone gave yeah. this to you or you came here to find mm-hmm. it. What are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. Sit back and fucking relax. Yeah. Our biggest strengths always have the polarity, the do- duality of like the biggest weakness piece of it too, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's yeah. ours or collectivistically. I think it's like even like non-specific to work. Like I, I was like speaking to someone about this the other day, Steph, Ashley Meadow, and she was like ah, everything in America. Our coven sister, everyone, I, if you don't know. Everything. Yeah. Our little witchy sister, everything in American culture is asked. Like it's instant. Like even when you're going through a hard time, people are like, oh, that's okay. You'll heal fast. Like everything is mm. like, you know, like, oh, like you're taking space. Get well that's okay. soon. Like, you're strong, get better. Like you'll get over it fast. Like everything is like, we want to heal fast. We want to like, we want to move fast. We want to work fast. We want to, you know, so it really is this big shift in current, which I feel like part of is the age of Aquarius, Mm -hmm. like the crumbling of the systems, you know, like we're, we're redefining how these things integrate in our life and how we want them to be. Um, and then part of it, I think is just like the COVID movement and everything. But yeah, I, I really feel like there's a lot of big renaissance and the way that we see life and work and dynamics and all those things like I think renaissance is the perfect word for that it feels Mm -hmm. like a renaissance it feels like a new age a revolution which also if this conversation about work is so interesting to you and you don't know Sammy my beautiful and brilliant best friend and coven sister her first episode is literally all about like you being the most expansive woman in business and entrepreneur (laughs) and like living out your healing and your softness in a workplace dynamic and learning from your own mistakes and setting up a new culture. So if this is right up your alley for the love of God, (laughs) listen to her previous episode, because this episode, we're actually talking about how beautiful our friendship is. (laughs) Before before we get into these questions, I want to know though, from you, Sam, if there's a couple of things that you're already starting to implement, we know that you're working on some creative projects that are outside of the scope of Mayfair just so exciting and I can't mm-hmm. wait to see those all come to fruition but is there anything that you're doing already to just like slow down slow down um yeah I think just changing even one changing my relationship with Mayfair and work I think taking a little bit of more time back um to work on things that like are important to me so like individual projects and things like that I also think that like every business owner entrepreneur should be looking at work dynamics right now and questioning the systems, like the way we've been doing things. Like, and I'll give you an example for Mayfair. We did summer Fridays this year, which is like, we give Mm -hmm. our team every other Friday off. And we were all like, productivity didn't change. Everybody felt better. Like, should we just continue this through the rest of the year? So now we have every other Friday off at Mayfair. And I feel like I'm even like, should every week be a four day work week? Like, I, I just feel like there's this, like we should be questioning things like, does the nine to five serve us? Like what is a typical workday look like? Like, are we enjoying, you know, do we need to show up five days a week or is four days a week not enough and people can rest and be rejuvenated and come back after a three day weekend and feel like they're re-inspired to enter back Mm. into like their work. Like for me, it's just about like personally challenging those systems, but also Mm -hmm. collectively as a business owner, like, how do we change those things to where we can give people a, a lot more balance between work and life and let them have time to be able to rest, be rejuvenate, be soft, be creative, mm-hmm. you know, and then be able to come back to work and approach it with like a fresh mindset. So I think it always goes hand in hand with me. Like anything that I'm navigating personally, I'm always trying to question in my business of like, I'm sure other people were feeling these collective feelings. Mm-hmm. So it's mm-hmm. not just me. So I think one is that like shorter work weeks, like more mm-hmm. time to rest and be soft. I'm also like, I'm pretty much trying to spend a lot less time on social mm-hmm. media on the weekends yes. and a lot more time playing, being outside, like reconnecting to a lot of like inner child and shadow stuff that really I feel like is where I get my sense of passion and energy is, yeah. is from from Sammy time is like what I call it. Yeah. So it's like being outside playing, doing the things that 
make me feel really inspired and creative. So yeah, just a lot of that, honestly. And, you know, I think a lot of it too, is just daily routines, like having a slow intentional morning instead of like a rushed, crazy consume coffee, jump on a call, like none of that, none of that anymore. Like we're not doing that. We're waking up intentionally. We're taking our time. I'm, I'm kind of in charge of being intentional with my day instead of letting the day dictate me, you know? So a lot of moving things, but I feel like those are just a few of the things that I'm honoring and giving space for right now. Mm. And those are huge because even the people asking those questions and implementing new structures and tearing things down and doing ways intuitively that feel good are paying off. Like Microsoft Japan just implemented a four day work week and productivity went up 40%. And Japan's work culture is also gnarly. You know, so it's like the people that are at the forefront, like you, Sammy, that are willing to not do things traditionally and break the mold and ask questions and veer out. Like, those are the change makers. Those are the expanders. Mm -hmm. And those are the people that like may. And it's all I think it's so beautiful because everything that you bring to business, friendship, whatever it may be, you really do stem from your personal experience, like Mm -hmm. your own personal unpacking of figuring this out and what works for you. You bring that to the business and include everyone in on that process of healing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it gives people the opportunity to heal in a way that maybe they wouldn't have mm-hmm. before, or maybe they haven't had the space to look at before. So the ripple effect is monumental. Oh, thanks you guys. No, that means a lot. Yeah. yeah I mean, you. it's like we're, uh, I, we experience things collectively. Like a lot of times right. when we're feeling an emotion, it's like, usually there's, there's a lot of other mm-hmm. people navigating those same types of emotions. So I'm always just like wanting to create spaces where people can be honest about how they feel. And I feel like with that dialogue, especially within a business, you just notice a lot of eye opening <laughs> that we're just abiding by old systems that no longer serve us period like that's it you know so it's like how do we change those to be able to better serve you the people around you us as a collective and and push things forward you know cheers to that baby cheers to that okay let's get into it okay cue us up so today as you guys know by the title we're gonna be talking about expansive friendships and meadow and i have been getting a lot of requests to do a whole episode about expansive friendships and we thought what a better person Mm -hmm. to have on Sammy herself because you have been so that I know for Meadow and like for me as well and so so thrilled could not think of a more perfect human being to help answer these questions for our audience so we've lined up a few not a few more than a few great questions that you guys asked and maybe some of the ones we'll have to do a part two two, and the ones that we don't get to maybe Meadow and I can answer in a a future Q&A because we always leave them on a running list I don't want you guys to think that we've toss them to the side because we have not. <laughs> so to start off, which I love that someone just asked a clarifying cue because we love that here. What is expansive friendship? As basic as that may be, can you guys explain it? So I think this is a fun yeah. one to maybe go around, the, go around the little circle and for everyone, because I think the it class. can mean something different to everyone. Yeah. So I want to mm-hmm. ask Amy, what does expansive friendship mean to you? Expansive friendships to me are people that challenge my thought systems, the way I see the world. Um, they, I mean, for lack of a better word, expand the things that I see in the world I see in myself. Um, and I think for me, like the feeling of leaving an interaction with someone and feeling like I grew in that space Mm. and I feel good walking away knowing that like, this person is teaching me things and expanding the way that I see the world. Like, I feel like that, that to me is what an expansive friendship is, is someone that literally changes the way that you see your internal thought systems, external thought systems, pushes you forward and you leave a space or an interaction with them feeling expanded. Mm -hmm. That's the way that I would see it. Meta, what about you? I totally agree. And it brings to mind, I know exactly where I was outside of the glass castle, which both of you are going to come see me at soon. And I was on the phone with Sammy and I was like talking through something I was unpacking like a year ago. And you literally were like, babe, that sounds like a limiting belief. Like that's bullshit, frankly. Do you want to re-say that? Do you want to figure that out? And I was like, fuck, (laughs) she's so right. But it's, it's that. It's those friends that are willing to, to kind of like not give you advice and tell you what to do, but are, are doing their own work, are seeing your work. And I think see you so clearly and so beautifully they're willing to hold a mirror to you in a really gentle way Mm -hmm. to show you like when your self-worth isn't stepping up how worth it you really are how can we support you do x y and z and it's it's people that expand your worldview as sammy said Mm -hmm. that light you up that are willing to like 
gently be there for you, but not be your echo chamber to like yeah. really mm-hmm. open up your worldview of yourself and of the surroundings. Mm-hmm. Retweet. What about you guys? Retweet to all of the above. I want to add also that I think sometimes I know that I've had conversations with people where they think that when we talk about conversations like this and topics like this, it's like, oh, but isn't that like fucking exhausting? Even about the podcast, I've gotten questions of like, what the fuck mm. do you and Meadow even talk about when you're not ta- like, do you just talk about your feelings all the fucking time? Like, ugh, like that's so exhausting. And I'm like, I'm like, but I'm like, also no, like also no, <laughs> it's not exhausting, but we're talking about our yeah, feelings. But like we're yeah. also not always. And so I want to add that yeah, to yeah. expensive friendships that I don't think to me, expensive friendships don't mean somebody that I'm like doing therapy with all the time. No, like at all. So True. while to be fair, we came on this call, Sammy joined the call and Gabby and I in unison went, um, we're gossiping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there's duality. Right. Like I just, fair. I think, cause I think that's exhausting personally is like, if you're, yeah. Yeah. I think it's so beautiful. And I think it happens a lot in the beginning of expansive friendships. Often we'll see this, like how Meadow describes when her and Aaron met of the, like, okay, let me catch you up on everything. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go. That's happened a lot yeah. with like, the newer like expansive friendships that I have in my life and totally but then that comes like it stops at a certain point when I feel like you reach that depth and then from there it's like it it can go beyond that where it doesn't need to be this like Mm -hmm. emotional dump of like each one of you like challenging a limiting belief so Mm -hmm. while that all I 100% retweet on I also think that expansive friendships first of all in my life don't have to be people that you're super fucking close with I think that's like a misconception. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's anybody True. that, like Sammy said, just expands your worldview even in the slightest. And I don't think it needs to be mm-hmm. about mental health. I don't think it needs to be about your mm-hmm. career. It could literally be someone who is just so in their own authenticity that you hanging mm-hmm. out with them is like, oh, fuck, I'm going to go like play later. Or like, ooh, like I'm going to like do Because they just, they showed you a little peek behind the curtain of life that like maybe you hadn't seen before. That like literally it's exactly what it means. Just expanded it slightly. So I think there's a nuance to that. I love that you made space for that. Thanks guys. I love that. I love that. Cause like, I also feel like I know from Meta, like Meta, I'm just going to use Meta as an example, but like there's this, this beautiful feeling that needs a word of being able to be with someone that you're you're friends with and sit in silence but also feel completely at peace Mm -hmm. like I love the friendships where you don't have to consume space like space is just you showing up and being yourself and you can literally lay in bed and literally be on silent reading a book on your phone and like no one's filling the space Mm -hmm. it's just like you're sitting there and just existing but it's like you feel so at home just existing like there needs to be a word for this but I feel like that's also that too, Gabs. Like it's not something where you always have to feel the space. And I love the call out to you if it doesn't have to be someone you're like best friends Mm -hmm. with or really close with. It could be someone that is in your peripheral that like you said, you just have interactions with and you're so inspired Mm -hmm. by their authenticity and their light that you're like, I want to be more myself because just being around this person makes me feel inspired or expanded or whatever. A hundred percent. I think there's so much power in like, That's why I love talking about like collective healing because I think there is just so much power of like when you are in your own authenticity and like in your own just full power in that, the way that you move in the world is going to have a ripple effect and impact others to be like, oh, fuck, Mm -hmm. look how they move. Like I want to move like myself. Let me like get curious about that. But yeah, there's so many people, especially like everyone knows like I'm a fucking networking whore and like everyone knows that like (laughs) – like the people in my life, I'll like come home and I'll be like, oh my God, you'll never guess who I met today. And like, maybe we'll tap in every few months, but it's just like that one conversation of like, ah, like they invited me to like their studio and like, I got to see where they work and like, wow, maybe Mm -hmm. one day, like I'll do that. Or like this pinged something in me. So yeah, I don't, I I totally reinforce the fact that like, it doesn't need to be like your besties all the time. Wow. That is like, the best thing in the fucking world. I also, my favorite thing to do with the both of you is to sit next to you. I'm quietly. like, in fact, like, Meadow, please don't talk. So like, true. Let's do nothing. <laughs> let's just all be quiet for the rest of this episode. Yeah. 
just in bed together. Should we upload an episode that's just 30 minutes of silence so people feel like they can be like silent with their bestie, but it's like us on the bottom? Wait, that's this is kind how, of sweet. This is how you hold space. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just literally like all of us silent. Yeah. We just all do our own thing. Maybe check in if we do something. Or, wait, that's kind of a good idea. Maybe we'll do that on Patreon. I kind of love that. I'm not going to I love lie. it. Okay. Next cue. I'm curious to hear your reflections on how your friendships have shifted over time as you've been living more in alignment with your authentic selves. Good God. Such a good question. Yeah. Sammy, you go first. As I've become more confident in who I am, I have realized that my energy is so fucking sacred. Mm -hmm. Like I realized the value of my energy and my time and I treat it like my most valuable possession and currency. Like people do not get access to me unless I want to give them access. And I think the more comfortable I've become in who I am, I've treated this energy like the sacred energy that it is. Cause before I used to just give to like people that, you know, weren't necessarily deserving of my energy. I would give to like everybody around me. I would give to people in the industry. I would give to like what my therapist calls situational friends, which I had Mm. to learn the definition of the hard way, which is like friends that you perceive as real friends, but they're actually just friends with you because of a situation or a commonality. So like for me, that was a lot of people in my industry that I would give so much to. And then I feel like I wouldn't receive Mm -hmm. the same kind Mm -hmm. of energy back. And I would be left feeling depleted, disappointed, upset, Mm -hmm. like all the things. So the more that I've become comfortable in who I am, the more that I have treated my energy, like the sacred energy that it is. And because of that, I then I'm very selective with the people that I give my time to. And I've eliminated a lot of people that aren't necessarily deserving of my time. And so what's left and what I've cultivated is these really, really incredible, um, small and intimate group of expansive people that I consider like my close friends. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I think also just like something that I really worked on last year was like, I called in expansive friendships last year. That's what I was going to say for you. Yeah. Yeah, I manifested expansive friendships. Like I feel like people always think of manifestation in terms of like career goals and things that you want. But for me, it's like, no, the people I want around Mm -hmm. me like that, Mm -hmm. the people around you are so instrumental to the way that you see the world. So I spent the entire year last year just manifesting expansive friendships. Like it was like one of the things that like was on every single journal entry. Mm -hmm. I was like, I want to be friends with some of the most expansive people in the world. I want to have friends that feel like anytime I'm around them, they're challenging my internal beliefs and thought systems. And because of that, one, I have that Mm -hmm. now. And Mm -hmm. two, the way that I see myself, the way that I see the world, like I I feel like everything has completely shifted because if you're Mm -hmm. spending time with people that are challenging those limiting beliefs and living in their highest vibrations versus people that are constantly living in fear and scarcity and those, those types of things, the way that you see yourself, the way that you see the world, it's all going to be different. So I think we underestimate how much, how impactful the people that we give time to, like how much that shapes the way that we see the world. Like it truly is so, so impactful. So Yeah. Treating your energy like the sacred energy that it is. I think that's been the biggest thing. And as I've become more comfortable in myself, I've really, really learned the power of that. And yeah, I'm just like this little, little gatekeeper over here with my energy. Like no one gets access to it. You know, it's so important Um, as you should be. Mm, That's so valuable and important. And I also want to make like a call out to like what we were talking about earlier about having friends that what Meadow said that are not just like an echo chamber and like yes men around Mm -hmm. you, because I know that a lot of people think about protecting their energy and automatically go to the extreme of like, let me cut out everybody in my life that like doesn't agree with me. And that's not what that means. Right. Like I Mm -hmm. like how you were making a point to be like, Sam, like not everybody deserves access to me and my energy is my most important currency. And like, I'm going to move accordingly, but that doesn't necessarily, but then at the same time, choosing to call in people that do challenge those internal belief systems that aren't just like, right. you're correct. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, sister, keep moving. Mm-hmm. So I think that's like an important mm-hmm. thing to think about. Look at the way that your conversations are when you spend mm-hmm. time with people. Like if your conversations are rooting and complaining Talking shit, you know, like I, I, yeah, talking shit. Like I, I like would just sit back from an interaction after I would like hang out with people. And this is when I started really coming into myself and becoming comfortable being myself and understanding this idea of like, 
I don't have to go to everything. My energy is sacred. I don't have to give to everybody. Like I get to choose, but I would, I would sit back after interactions with people and like, what was the conversation? Like, how did I feel walking away from it? And if you think about it, so much of our conversations are rooted in like negative, toxic mm-hmm. fucking energy. Mm-hmm. Like people mm-hmm. want to complain and then they want everyone around them to jump in and complain with right. them. And it's like, so that's to me why I always want to show up as the friend. And I always want to have the friends that stop me if I'm saying something and it's like, no, 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 that's a limiting belief. Like right. you are so fucking capable. Like I'm not going to sit here and complain with you. I'm actually going to challenge you mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. thought process because you are capable and that is rooted in fear. And you are so much more capable than that, you know? And to me, it's like, like those types of friends and those types of interactions, I would walk away feeling so, so different yeah. than when I would just go and sit at, at dinner and literally complain and vent and gossip yeah. for like an hour. And so to me, it was like, I started to differentiate, you know, between the two. And I think understanding and really paying attention to the type of conversations you have with people is really important. You can still be civil with those people, but just understand that you also are able to give your time and energy to what and who you want. And Mm -hmm. that is a choice that you have. So Mm -hmm. for me, it was like, I always like would like take a step back after leaving an interaction with someone and be like, how do I feel about that? You know, how did they make me feel like, what was the conversation? And you know, sometimes you just need to gossip. That's fine. Like it's totally Mm -hmm. fine. But I don't know. I feel like we just have this tendency. Everybody wants to like complain and, you know, live in that. And to me, it's like, I personally don't choose that for myself, you know, or the people that I want to be around. And y'all know me, I have to bring it back to the research. Like that's in the research. Like venting does not help release emotional energy. It actually gets you more worked up and confirmation bias on like why you should feel negative. Mm -hmm. And so like living in that echo chamber is actually like more harmful, research backed, Mm -hmm. more harmful. But I love that you said that, Sammy, my therapist, when I, I've told the story kind of before on here, my journey with friendships in terms of you know, having a lot of traumas happen. And I had like really codependent friendships that I gave so much to and didn't necessarily get always equal energy back from. And the first thing she had me do was make a note on my phone, you know, me and my Mm -hmm. notes app. And when you leave, when you leave hanging out with a friend in that moment, jot down a couple words of how you feel right now. Yeah. And like, keep track over time. Like it doesn't have to be like a drastic change. Keep track over time. But I'll say like the context is different, but I had such a similar journey, like getting closer to myself and just slowly learning where to pull back from certain friendships, which ones I wanted to call in. I think also like having so many people in my life that have died, like mortality salience, the older I got and the more healed I became that, that mortality salience seeped in, seeped in, in a way that was like, dude, this, this existence is so fucking short. I just don't have the time. I Mm -hmm. see how my, I see how short it is constantly. I was made well aware at a very young age. So I just frankly don't have the time. So it's like that boundary Mm -hmm. setting became a little bit easier when that crept in, when I felt more myself, when I stopped being so codependent, when I learned to set boundaries, like as you do that internal healing, all these Mm -hmm. small things add up to start reflecting in the five people around you because you're the five people closest to Mm -hmm. you. We spent the most time with. You know, it's yeah. funny. Yeah. Last night, yeah. Zoe and I were talking about how. So, my boyfriend's a Capricorn and he is a Capricorn, Capricorn, mm. Capricorn. <laughs> and we were talking about how one of his best friends is also a Capricorn. And he mm-hmm. said that the, of like, one are. of the moments early on in their friendship where he was like, I respect the fuck out of this guy was he was like, he doesn't even, he doesn't do it in a rude way, but he like won't dance around the like, if someone invites him to something on the spot in person and he's like, doesn't want to fucking go he won't be rude about it but he won't even do the like yeah maybe like I'll let you know he's like honestly right. like I'm good thank you so much for thinking of me like I'm good and so was like dude love in that. that moment I was like yes we're in love, <laughs> we're, in love. <laughs> we're best friends <laughs> and I was like yes that makes so much sense you know who talks about this and I wonder I can't remember if he spoke about it in our interview with him but Jesse Israel mm. has like a great way of telling people to politely like fuck off like yes Mm -hmm. like very like because he you You know know, like a lot of people will like approach him for like work things (laughs) or whatever yeah and I remember him telling me like that he has kind of like a little system of you know like a nice message that you can send that's essentially explaining like I don't have the emotional I don't have like the energetic bandwidth like Mm -hmm. you know like a a very nice way not to fuck off he's a nice person Mm -hmm. of like just saying no 
in situations. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important. And, and that always- is so much kinder than the back and forth. Maybe let me check yeah. my calendar. You know, it's kinder yeah, no. to just be like, I can't, but thank you so much for thinking of me. I would love to be invited next time if it works. Literally. You know, mm-hmm. literally. Thank you for making you that. Think of your, think of your most valuable possession, like, or like the thing that you value the most, whether it's like money or whatever, and then start treating your, your energy like that, like your yeah. time, like that. you know, like I always, yeah. I always like think of, you know, how, how much we protect, like, you know, our, our finances, mm-hmm. our money, how much we're like, no, like, I'm not going to spend on that. Cause I have to save and da, 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 da. And then it's like, no, think of your time and energy that way. And I, I've been doing that a lot more and it's easier to say no to like everything. Yeah. Cause I'm just like, no, I'm good. Like, you know, this is like literally my currency and I feel a bit depleted. So I'm just going to chill. But yeah, I, I love that gaps. Like there really is an art to mm-hmm. being lovingly firm in the way that you reject plans. But I also think that if you're direct, people respect it more than if you just like bounce around. And you look it, like, you know? flake, like the totally. flaky friend versus like kind, but also it like shows your self-worth. Mm-hmm. That's expansive in and of itself. Like a kind, no shows your self-worth in a way where now all of us are like, oh, shit, I love that, Jesse. Like, we'll implement that. You know, that's that mm-hmm. ripple effect that we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, and I I feel like the word selfish has, like, a negative oh, yeah. connotation, but there's also something really beautiful about being selfish. Like, I yes. know people that are so selfish with their time, and they will, like, my brother actually is one of these people. He's so comfortable saying no, and I literally, like, not envy it in him, but I admire it in him so much. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm always looking at the way that he just – says no so directly, like, because he understands the value of his own time. He'll be like, no. And he just, he'll straight up, like, like, with our family, like, you know, sometimes we'll ask to do things. He's like, no, I I, I can't do it. Like, I need to like be at home and I got to do this and I got to do that. And I, or I got to rest. Like, he'll just be like, and I always look at him and I'm just like, it is so admirable how like much you value your own space and time. So yeah, I think that's like such an admirable thing in people to be selfish with that. Okay, next cue. How do you guys navigate setting boundaries and friendships when you aren't mentally, emotionally, mentally or emotionally able to be supportive? It may be my people pleasing tendencies, but sometimes I feel like I don't have the bandwidth to be a supportive friend, and that usually starts a downward spiral. That I'm not a good friend for setting my own boundaries. Meadow, I feel like you should start this because I already yeah. can see it all written all over your face. <laughs> yeah. Everyone knows, especially in this room, how much of a people pleaser I have been in the past and how I've implemented (laughs) boundaries now. And what's beautiful is when you do have a solid group of friends around you, Mm -hmm. the two lovely women sitting in front of me, like I feel like I've implemented new boundaries from the start of our friendships into the middle of our friendships. And y'all have pivoted with me gorgeously, which has not always been situations in the past when people aren't as aligned with you. So I will Mm -hmm. say one of the things I like to do is always like be the role model. So Mm -hmm. I, if I need to go to someone else and I, if I feel like they're going to me all the time and draining my energy, whatever, I will go to them and say, Hey, I have something I'm kind of going through right now. Do you have the emotional bandwidth for me to discuss this with you? And Mm -hmm. you showing them as an example can sometimes help bring that back. If it Mm -hmm. doesn't, you just start with loving communication. You can set new boundaries with your time. You can set conversation boundaries, You like mm-hmm. topic boundaries. You can set um, like the group dynamics of who you hang out with them and how. I would just move gently for yourself, not necessarily mm-hmm. for other people. Communicate straightforwardly and lovingly. And you can always say like, I'm working on my mental health right now. Like I don't have the bandwidth for this. Or like, I need to take a break to do this. I need to go home the way that Sammy's brother does. So I think just having enough confidence to do the open communication, to do it kindly, to lead by example first, because a lot of the times people will start mimicking that or be like, oh, that's Mm -hmm. a good one if they do feel aligned. And -hmm. if they don't, you may have to pull back in a different way. And this is also coming from a healed place. When I was in it, in it, I've ghosted like three of my best ex-best friends. That's what I was going to say. So it's like whatever way you need to get through it, if you're not fully there yet, I totally understand. This is coming from a much more healed place than when I was like in the middle (laughs) of it. I'm glad that you're saying that though. I have a lot of grace for that. I'm glad you're saying that because Mm -hmm. my brain immediately went to like, think about what they tell you on an airplane about putting your mask on first before you help the people around you. If you're not doing Mm -hmm. that and you're not taking time to like do the R&R for yourself, you're going to end up fucking ghosting these people. You're going to go a month without talking to them. You're going to go forever, whatever. And that's also like not necessarily the kindest thing to do. And I'm sure it's probably not like what you want to do. But at that point, Mm -hmm. maybe it's just like not even like in your fucking control anymore because you just like cannot. Because I know that I've moved 
away from friendships in that manner. And it feels fucking shitty. Like I feel like a, I it feel mean. It's some of my biggest regrets. Yeah. Treat yourself like the most important relationship friend that you have. Yeah. I mean, like the guy or the girl that you're dating that you are like fucking possessed by, like treat yourself that way. Like I, I feel like the biggest thing for me that's been the biggest unlock is I do daily check-ins with myself every single morning with my shadows and see how I'm feeling. And a lot of times that energy dictates how much I'm able to give to other people that day. And if I'm having a day where I feel depleted, the day revolves around me, you know, like Mm -hmm. I'm, I am the friend that I'm Mm -hmm. giving to, I'm not giving to anybody else because I am the most important relationship in my life. And if I don't show up for myself, then I can't bring my light to anyone around me. So I think for me, like having check-ins every morning to be like, how am I feeling? Mm -hmm. Like, just like you would a friend, like, how am I feeling today? You know, and kind of having that dialogue with yourself to be like, is this a boundary day? Like, is this a me Mm. day? Like, or is this a, you know, I feel good and I can give to other people day and almost defining that. And then that way, like you're able to move throughout your day that way. But literally like the way that we give to so many people that we are like, you know, when you start dating someone and you like want to just give, 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 like that is the same way that we should be like giving to ourselves. Like we are the most important Mm -hmm. relationship. So I think if you see yourself that way and you like think of your relationship with self that way, then you act that way. So for me, that's like, what's really helped is having that check in every morning to see like, how am I feeling? How, you know, what do I Mm -hmm. need today? That's going to make me feel good. What do my shadows need? you know, how can I protect, take care, create boundaries, give love, like Mm -hmm. whatever it is that I need, then I'm going to honor that. And then from there, everybody gets, you know, what I can give, but here's like the most important thing that I'm going to do today is protect myself, give to myself. I want to get a little granular with that because the fact that you said shadows plural shows how much work you've done on yourself (laughs) and is so fucking cool already. When you do this, is it a moment in meditation to yourself? Do you sit and think and then journal it out? Do you ask yourself the same three questions? Like walk us through exactly that process. Yeah. So I'm I'm, I'm sure you guys have talked about your shadow. Your shadow is like Mm -hmm. your, you know, your subconscious. It, It potentially is uh, a part of you that basically you maybe have neglected that you need to give love to. And for me, I've identified in therapy, there's three versions of my younger self that basically needs love and support that are are in my subconscious. One is like 10 year old Sammy, one's high school Sammy, and one is 2016 Sammy, which is when I went through my dark depression. So at those points in my life, um, you know, something happened or I went through, you know, personal experiences that for whatever reason, my hype, my ego went into hyperdrive and I basically suppressed and pushed mm-hmm. away and neglected and ran away from. So I'm now in the process of therapy, reconnecting to those younger versions of myself and showing up with love instead of running away or showing up with shame or guilt or whatever. Um, and so every morning I do a shadow check-in and Honestly, I hold space for whatever comes through. I think for me, originally, I had like very strict prompts that I would do to kind of initiate dialogue with my shadows. And it would just be like, you know, checking in with either of the Sammies, you know, 2016, younger high school Sammy, whatever, Um, depending on how I was feeling. If I was feeling triggered by a certain thing, I would Mm. check in on that specific you know, version of myself Mm -hmm. that I know is needing love. And usually it's just asking what they need from me, how I can show up for them, how I can love them, how I can support them. Like I'll kind of prompt like a question, like, how can I show up for you today? And I'll, I'll just like be still and, and basically feel like what comes out that I Mm -hmm. need in terms of support. And the more that you personify these shadows and the more that you have dialogue with them, the easier it is to hear them. Mm -hmm. At first it does feel a little bit like weird. You're like sitting there being like, Okay, you know, um, but I think that the the more that I spend time with them, the more that I can really hear what they have mm. to say. And it's just funny now, like I'll even hear them when I'm in conversations and someone oh. will say something and it'll trigger something. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'll literally be like, oh, high school Sammy like felt that like she yeah. but, like I'm here and I love you and like mm-hmm. we got this, you know, so you, you become really comfortable having these narratives with these, you know, previous younger versions of yourself. But I would say that's usually how I start my day and based on how they show up and what they mm-hmm. need is how I show up in the world that day. So like if they so cool. need extra love and support, then I'm going to give that to them and I'm not going to give that to anyone else because I feel like I, you know, obviously need to give that to to them and myself. So it's learning to prioritize yourself for other other people that ultimately is what it Mm -hmm. is and showing up for yourself before other people. So 
yeah, that's kind of like in a nutshell what I what I do. Oh, I love. I that. feel like so many of our listeners are going to implement that. Thank you for walking mm-hmm. us through mm-hmm. that. Next cue. I'm like, there's so many good ones. I want to keep a pushing. Okay, I'm planning on moving to a new big city soon by myself. Congrats. I will probably be working remotely, so how do I actively seek out expansive friendships in the right places and not just become a hermit? Which, by the way, not to be like, me, I really never, like, took a moment (laughs) to realize how much I fucking have moved around to cities until recently I've been talking to a lot of people and they'll be like, oh, so, like, where... Where, where'd you move from? And I'm like, oh, like I was living in New York. And they're like, oh, are you from there? I'm like, no, I'm from Miami. They're like, oh, did you study? I'm like, no, I live, I went to school in DC. And they're like, oh, you really hit all the cities in the US. And I was like, yeah, 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 I guess. Um, traumatizing. Well, <laughs> here's something I will say. It is really hard moving to a new city where you might not know a lot of people. So like I totally hold space for that. Triggered me of like moving from college straight to New York is like, honestly, that's better. Because when I moved to New York, I didn't really make an effort to make new friends because I was just like a lot of my college friends and my high school friends all moved to New York or were from New York. Mm. And so I had this like built-in friend group that maybe I, with some of them, like I'm still super close with, but like in other areas, like I just really didn't feel aligned with. And then that is what led me to start manifesting and calling in expansive friendships before I even like even knew like the language to say that. Like I knew it's what I wanted Mm -hmm. and what I needed. Liv Prez talked about this on her episode with us and she had really good recommendations about doing things and activities that really excite you and light you up and like finding community within those. If you like want to take an improv class and like if you're not an actor, but like want to like scare the shit out of yourself and like do something exciting, like take an improv class or like a painting class, especially in these big cities, there are so many of those opportunities mm-hmm. around. And so I would like look in maybe a book club. My, my stepsister moved to New York and like didn't have that many people in her age group that she was friends with. And like she joined a book club and like met a bunch of people or like walk, mm-hmm. like walking clubs or like things like that, I think is a really fun way to do it. And then I think something that I did that was really helpful for me was I got really intentional about who I wanted to attract into my life. And like, for me, I'm a very emotional manifester. So it was really getting into the mm-hmm. nitty gritty of like how I wanted them to make me feel and how I wanted to feel around them and mm-hmm. how I wanted to like contribute to that relationship too. And I really like harped in on that, on like the feeling of the friendships and it just starts to fucking happen. Like sometimes I talk about manifestation and I'm like, I don't even know how to make it sound not idiotic in the way that I'm talking about it where I'm like, and then it happens <laughs> because it really just does. But obviously you're like actively, you know, moving in these spaces, yeah. but those are the, Involved yeah. In it. And then yeah. I also like, I really like spending time by myself, but I also know that sometimes it can be too much. Like sometimes I get too much in like the fact that I'm a Taurus that doesn't like to leave my house. And like, then all of a sudden like Meadow knows this, I'll like wake up one day and be like, I haven't left my house. And like, I'm going to have a fucking panic attack. Like it's, it gets too much sometimes. So especially if you're in a new city, just like in those moments where you might have like bouts of loneliness. I did this thing when I first moved to LA where I would get these bouts of loneliness where like, especially on Saturdays, that was the thing. Cause Sundays I feel like it's more normalized Mm. to be alone, but on Saturdays, like if I didn't have plans, I honestly started to like romanticize the loneliness and think about like the times in the future that I'm not going to have a moment to be lonely because I'm going to be surrounded by like God willing, like my fucking kids and my husband and like my family and my work and whatever, where I'm going to be like hiding in a pantry crying because like no one will fucking leave me alone. And I'm going to miss the times (laughs) that I didn't have plans. So I think like also like leaning into the beauty of like the now and what's happening right now and Mm -hmm. getting really comfortable like exploring things by yourself even if you're just like taking walks or like going on the park Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to tell you to take yourself on a date because like everyone fucking knows that I won't do that but like if you're if you can and you're brave go ahead and take yourself on a date I'm just not gonna it's fun bring a book I'm not gonna preach something that I don't do sit there at first just bring a book yeah 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 yeah. Mm -hmm. but just getting comfortable I think with also like I know that wasn't part of your question but I think like being able to fill in the blank while you're waiting for those expansive friendships to come in, I think is really valuable because sometimes it feels really lonely. You know, mm-hmm. it's like the reframing loneliness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. I also love that your examples were also wholesome. Cause I was like, Sammy's in a burlesque dance class. Now. I'm sure she makes friends that way. <laughs> no. Oh my God. Tell yeah, us like, about Go that. to a burlesque class. Are you kidding? Yeah. I know. You're like, join a book club. I'm like, you're like 
I'm over here with pasties, Ooh. like just literally stripping on the side. Um, no, I think you answered that so perfectly, Gabs. Everything you, everything I was thinking, you perfectly said. I think there's so much in in aligning yourself with like communities or activities mm-hmm. that you really enjoy and finding potential friendships through that. But I think manifesting it and just if you're moving in a way where you're putting yourself out there as hard as that may be, mm-hmm. I think that the universe always rewards when our mm-hmm. desires and actions are aligned. But I also just think give yourself grace. Yeah. Like it yeah. is so hard to be in a new city. Like we've all kind of been there and as an adult, it's such a weird thing to be like, how do I find friends, you know, Mm -hmm. but give yourself grace. And yeah, I like what you said about romanticizing the the time in between, like you really can wake up every day and get to fucking choose by yourself what you get to do. Like I'm actually spending like some time by myself right now. And it's like waking up and being like, do I want to go on a walk? Mm -hmm. Do I want to go get coffee? Do I want to go to the farmer's market? Like I get to choose like Mm -hmm. what I do with every hour of every day. I think it's such a beautiful thing. So there's something to be said about that, especially in a place like New York. Yeah. 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 And I also want to add too that I think it's great. Again, I know it's hard to move to a new city and not, know a lot of people, but as somebody who's done both, where I moved to a city where I knew a lot of people, and then I moved to a city where I really didn't, honestly, it was so much easier for me to make friends when I didn't have as many people around Mm. me. Because think about it, like if you're, if think about like your closet, like if you have no space in your closet, but you all of a sudden want a new wardrobe, like what the fuck are you going to do? You're going to have to take some stuff out of that closet Mm. to make space. So I like what you said, Sam, about having like being energetically open to it and like attracting that into your life because that all, like if, you, if you're putting that out there, like you're in a dance with the universe, like you're, you're talking to each other. Mm-hmm. So if you're energetically putting it mm-hmm. out there and you have the space to invite that in, like that is so huge. But like for, whereas me, like when I was living in New York and I spent, you know, the first half of my time there surrounded by people that like, and not all of them, but like surrounded by some people that I just like felt really like not myself and I didn't enjoy going out with them. Like I was working a lot. And so then all my free time was being spent doing shit that like, I maybe didn't really like, I remember I would like beg people to like, want to go with me to like specific clubs that like I wanted to go to and like, no one wanted to go, Mm. but like, that's what I wanted, you know? (laughs) And instead of like taking a step back and being like, okay, let me like be a little braver right now and try and find new friends and maybe not tell these people to fuck off. Like, that's fine. I still like them, but like, right. Try and, you know, make a little bit more time. I just like dug deeper and be like, there's something wrong with me that I don't find this shit Mm. fun. And it wasn't until I really like hard pivoted that mentality that that started to actually come in into my life because I made mm-hmm. space for it. Blank space yeah. in a new city, like the ability to begin again. Like that's such a right. beautiful reframe yeah. instead of like, I have to, be, it's like, no, I get to choose I get the to. type of people yeah. I get to, yeah. you know, that's cool. So I love that. Guy. I, real quick too, Gabby, cause you're the romanticizing of like the present and the loneliness is so cool too, because our other coven sister, Brooke just posted a manifestation hack that I think is so fucking cool, which is in the same way you can look at your past self and say, you know, send them like love and wisdom and be like, man, like 2016, Sammy really didn't think she could get it through. And I can send her so much love now. Like we do mm-hmm. in the daily check-ins you're doing the same manifestation hack of like your future self sending you wisdom being like, babe, I'm crying in the fucking cabinet right now. Like you better (laughs) enjoy this Saturday for me. Oh yeah. You know? So like leaning into like talking to the, your past and future self is such a manifestation hack to give yourself gratitude for the present. I mean, listen, I always just have like, this is why I also love having like (laughs) older people in my life that are, and I don't mean like old. I mean like just anyone older than me, like my, I I always have the voice of both of my like sister-in-laws in my head where like when I first moved to LA and I was like, and then once I was like single in LA and I was just like, in the streets they both were like Uh eating it up and they were like gabby for the love of god like have so much fun and enjoy these moments and like do the shit for the book she's like because one day you're gonna have a kid attached to your tit and you're gonna be sitting there like with like a single (laughs) fucking tear rolling down your face because you haven't slept in weeks and like your nipples about to fall off and like you're gonna be you she's like you know what i'm thinking about the time i fucking smoked a blunt with jay-z so like please for the love of god like remember this oh my god i'm like you're right yeah (laughs) you're correct you're right Right. I'll go make, I'll go bring some stories. I'm like, don't worry. Make it for the book. (laughs) Twist my arm. (laughs) 
Okay, next cue. Okay, how to navigate a friendship where you feel like the other one can't understand you without making that person feel judged or not enough? I feel like what the term that I have learned a lot in therapy is lovingly firm, Mm, like being able to hold space and be able to say what you need to say, but also doing it in a lovingly firm way. Like I, you know, I don't, I don't know the scenario, but I think that like, you can show up in any kind of space. It's like what we said about Jesse Israel. Like you can show up and you can hold space in a way that um, you're still able to get across what you need to. And I also think like to a degree, we have to let go of people's expectations to our words. You know, like I think that we, I think that of course you can be sensitive and of course, you know, there's a way to address and speak to your friends and communicate to them again in a lovingly firm way. But I also think that to some degree, we just have to let go Mm -hmm. of the feeling Mm -hmm. of, constantly feeling like we can't speak our mind in order to not disappoint someone. Like I've been doing a lot of work around just like releasing shame and guilt around those types of things. Because at the end of the day, everyone is showing up in their conditioning and their pain and their trauma and their human experience. And I feel like we can be sensitive to that, but we also can't dance around that. Like if we danced around that, we wouldn't be able to say anything in any conversation because we're all like living in that, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think that you have to let go of the fact that like, you know, sometimes like you're going to have to uphold boundaries or you're going to say something that it could potentially trigger or not resonate with someone. And that's okay. Let go of the need to be able to always like people please or appease in conversations. But I think that you also can show up and speak in a way where you can still be really loving to a person and and hold space really beautifully, but also say what you need to say. So Mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of a roundabout way of answering the question. But I just think that, you know, we have to sometimes let go of that, that feeling of like, we have to always be appeasing in conversations because the reality is like, we can live in our power, you know, and we can do it in a way where we're still showing up in an empathetic, loving way, but we also are being ourselves and not diluting who we are in order to like appease the people that we spend time with. So I don't know. Can you guys tell I'm in my power right now? Cause this, (laughs) this fucking full moon, like did things to me. I'm like, no, I'm playing. I'm like, Oh, I'm like, I'm just like being too goddess feminine energy right now. It's crazy. I feel like I'm like, like, there's any fire. Two goddess? Yeah. There's no such I thing. Love and it. So that also wasn't roundabout. No. Like that was perfectly okay. said. Gabby and I were at um, a birthday brunch for a couple of our besties last weekend. And one of them said the most like uh, standout lesson that they learned in the past year was learning that you can't communicate to someone based on how you assume that they're going to respond yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. And you hold space for that loving that lovingness and that empathy that you even worded the question with is so Mm -hmm. beautiful, but because you're approaching with that mindset so intentionally already, don't now manipulate how you truly feel in order to appease Mm -hmm. to the way you are assuming someone's going to respond because you're also not giving them the space to stand up and actually understand Mm -hmm. you. I love what that's You're not even giving the chance. That sentence that you said, Sammy, of like, you cannot, I made a whole fucking YouTube video about this because I feel so strongly about it, about not diluting yourself in order to like appease the others around you. And I have a friend, one of my close friends who I fucking love, and she's someone who like, she'll come off like harsh and rough. And it's literally Mm -hmm. just because like, she's a woman standing in her power. And she said to me recently, she was like, I don't understand why people pretend to be somebody else around like new friends or like in relationships Mm -hmm. or whatever, because like, they're going to find out at the end of the fucking day who you are and why are you like wasting time being somebody else and like wearing this mask when like, it's going to come out anyway. So I'd rather just be who I am up front. If you don't fuck with Mm -hmm. me, like that's a okay. And then we like move on and we keep pushing. And I was like, that's so true. You find people who do quicker. Yeah. 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 I love people like that too. Like, well, you know, when you're around someone that is just so... (laughs) Oh, power. <laughs> fucking power. I know. Honestly, Steph, Crazy. our coven, our coven sister is like that. She is so in her power. And it's like it's insane. It's almost like enamoring, like in like intimidating yes, yeah. to be around because she literally will be just standing in her truth and being like, Yeah, here's my fucking power. And like, you yeah. know, and everyone is like, whoa. Like it's just I people yeah. like that I'm like enamored by yeah. because I'm just like to show up so authentically, regardless yeah. of a room, is just such a powerful 
trait. No, I wanted to be cradled by her. Like all of Sedona, I was like, Steffi, just hold me. Like, I just want to be cradled by this energy. (laughs) Just let me touch you. Seriously. (laughs) Gabby, you're going to freak out. I cannot wait. I can't, I wait. can't wait. Gabby, yeah. she is such a powerful woman. Like, it's oh, next I've heard level. so many things. She's next level. Okay. Yeah. I would love to end on a really cute cue that we can make fast because I know, I know yeah. you got to go. Okay. Um, okay. Somebody asked, what are some ways you foster platonic intimacy with your friends? <gasps> Let's give them a play-by-play of Sedona. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> and then I'll talk from the perspective like- of someone who doesn't like to be touched that much. So <laughs> we're fine. <laughs> We're like, rub dirt all over yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, I, I'm such a big playtime person. I, yeah. I'm always, I think cultivating spaces where you and your friends can show up as like your inner child um, and mm-hmm. like, or your most playful version of yourself, whatever, whatever age, whatever that is. Um, I'm such a big believer in that. I think that like, you know, we, we just don't make enough time for play. And I think it's so powerful, especially with, with sisters, like sisterhood yeah, to show yeah. up and have a space where everyone can just be exactly who they are and silly and playful and whatever that means. Like if you're literally, when we were in Sedona, we, there was a trampoline and we were all just like yeah. playing on the trampoline. And then we would do, you know, journal time where we'd all be like sitting around, you know, having deep conversations, talking about prompts, writing. We did, um, we've literally watched practical magic and had like a girl's witchy night where we all like Best movie of all time around the TV and watch practical magic and talks about like being screened witches. at the TV. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, then we, then we played the, Florence and machine the machine album yes. and like danced around the living room like we were like little girls again like I had my hair yeah. braided we were all like it was just so fun I think just for me a lot of um you know intimacy I think one of my biggest things that I've learned that I need in a relationship and whether it's platonic or in a romantic relationship is playfulness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel like I am drawn to people when they are playful and they make, they bring fun to everything. Like that is the energy I always want to bring. And that's what I really admire in other people and I'm drawn to. So for me, like intimacy revolves around that. Like, how can we, how can we play today? How can we go on an adventure? Even if like we're in a car, like let's make a playlist, let's stop along the way. Like, let's get out. Let's like, you know, it's, it's like making adventures out of nothing. Like we did when we were kids, like that imagination of like, how can we bring fun to everything is to me where I feel like true intimacy is cultivated. So mm. that's, that's per- my personal. I fucking love that answer. I think there's also something so fun about like Jay Shetty talks about this a lot about like in romantic partnerships, but I think it can be applied to anything is he's like that growth really happens when you're both like experiencing, experiencing something new for the first time together and like trying mm-hmm. new things together. So mm-hmm. he talks about like, instead of like sitting around watching TV together, it's like, you're maybe like doing an activity. Cause then there's like the dialogue mm-hmm. there. But I also like, for mm-hmm. me, I think there is something so exposing about genuine laughter and like when you're really Aww. just like laughing and you like can't control it and you like sound like a crazy person because mm-hmm. of like the cackles that are coming out of you. That for me, like mm-hmm. those moments I remember so clearly with friendships. And so I think like making sure that like joy is being introduced into mm-hmm. your friendships is so valuable and like so mm-hmm. intimate. I mean, I am just such a touchy feely girl. Like, braiding someone's hair like when I was in college all we would do Riley Becky and I sit around and braid each other's hair or like give each other neck webs while watching tv or like cute little moments oh my god the massage trains we used to do exactly exactly it's such a funny example but Aaron and I were watching the movie The Machine last night on Netflix and it's like this like action movie based on this guy's stand-up comedy but there's these two women and they don't even show them meet, and they don't know each other. And the next scene they just cut and they're all around a dinner table and one is just braiding the other's hair. And I literally said to Aaron, Oh, I just love women. Look at that. It's just so intimate, just braiding each other's hair. And they just met and they're just being so sweet and touchy. Like that is, I, I'm just, I'm such a huggy feely girl. Like if I can just lay next to you and put my body near you on a couch and like either talk or not talk yeah. or do nothing or laugh or play or whatever, like, I do love the intimacy also of like not being afraid of platonic touch. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, I know it's definitely not for everyone, mm-hmm. but it is a big one for me. Totally. But yeah. I always think about the, in addition to everything you already I named, think about the time that you and Maddie were at my house and you and Maddie were 
basically sitting on top of each other on the couch and I we're literally like the couch and she's over there but that's what I wanted (laughs) we have a picture of it literally it was hilarious but we were watching like I'm pretty sure we were watching a Disney movie and like for me that's all that I needed like I needed the the laughter and the joy and the playfulness of that I didn't need one of you sitting on my lap and like I was fucking good And we did. Yeah. 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 But we all made, we all made hot cocoa. We had pajamas on. We were like cute and had a little dinner. And then we like watched a Disney. I think it was like Christmas. We like watched a Disney Mm -hmm. Christmas movie. And you were, I think it was Elf. We did watch Elf, yeah. And we were cuddling. So it's like whatever, whatever way floats. All of these ways are such beautiful But I think the bottom line Mm -hmm. and the through line through all of it is somehow connecting it back to like your inner child. Honestly. Yeah. yeah, Or just like your deepest self, your authentic self. And whether Mm -hmm. it's going deep or just having fun. But like mm-hmm. the really the ability to like be silly, be non-judgmental, yeah. to like flow in mm-hmm. that, to whatever way that comes out, like that is so intimate in the best way. I love that. I love what you said about giving joy, giving joy a safe space to express itself, like yeah. or giving play or giving silliness. Like I, I love that. Like creating old environments where those feelings have a safe space to just live. You know, so like it's well, so, I think about. I think you and your sister were in Europe, and you were telling me about this, where like you guys like acted out like a whole scene outside, like you know how mm-hmm. you do when you're little and like play imagination. I was like, that's what it is. It's like that yeah. unbridled imagination, silliness, joy. Like oh, who I fucking cares? You know what I mean? I love like, it. Who, you're never like, too old to be silly. No, you guys, and that's by intimate. the way, have the. I mean, from what I've never met your sister, but from what I see online, you guys have like the cutest relationship ever. Oh, she's the best. Aww, we're so close. Love her. She's she, my little yeah. Sag queen. I love her so much. Me and her are actually going on a trip um, next week. We're going back to Europe, but nice. we just have the yeah, best. Yeah. We're both so silly, and we both like bring out yeah. the younger version of each other. So she's little Abs, and I'm little Sammy when we're together, and it's just like we play nonstop. It's so fun. I just have the best time when I'm. She's one of those people that brings it out of me you know yeah so yeah, yeah. she's the best special uh, I feel like we could talk to you forever such amazing questions I love love doing this and being with you guys so much you are two of my favorite expanders so could not be we're Ditto, suiting baby. I love yeah. you both so love much you. thank I you for being you. here for taking the time to talk to us of course. How's it going, y'all? It's Aaron. Don't let your Monday suck. Don't have those Sunday scaries. I'm tired of everybody waking up in the week saying, ah, shit, it's Monday. You know what goes down? TMV releases every week on Mondays. Make sure you rate and review wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're watching YouTube, yes, TMV has a YouTube. Be sure to subscribe and ring that noti bell and never miss a thing. And also, join the TMV familia by joining the Thoughts May Vary Patreon and by following at Thoughts may vary pod on Instagram and TikTok. Thank you for listening. Great. There you go. Thanks, Nadine. Gotcha.